Hello all and welcome back to the Scouting Centre. I am of course your host Mr Diz TV and my guest today is a bit of a trailblazer. They started content creation in November 2020 and were introduced into the football manager community in late 2021 and since then this person has become the first female Twitch partner in the football manager world. She was introduced to the Football Manager Streamer Showdown in Season 3 of Football Manager 2022 and became the first ever female participant in the showdown. She went beyond that though. She actually won her debut showdown, becoming the queen of the showdown herself. She recently took a step back from journalism to become a content creator full-time in the Football Manager world. You talk about representation, you talk about a trailblazer, this person is leading from the front. Let's look at some of her accomplishments. First female to become a football manager content creator full-time. First female in the showdown. First female to win the showdown. First female Twitch partner in the football manager world. This person is leading from the front. It is Holly Plays. Holly, how are you? I'm doing very well. Every time you give me an intro, you you step it up a level. Uh, I, I'm scared if we have to do something like this again because it, it's just <laughs> going to keep getting better and better, I think. Of course, and it's all down to you and your amazing accomplishments. And I'll tell you something else. I, I hold back a little bit on the on the streamer showdown page. <laughs> <laughs> just for their branding, just for their branding. But yep. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Thank you for having How me. How are on. you? No, it's it's an honor. It really is. And you know, your achievements are well, they're there, ain't they? And we'll obviously talk through them one at a time. But what I want to talk about straight away is your content beginnings in November 2020. What got you into content creation? Um, it's a really good question. So I obviously moved back to England from, from New Zealand for for my previous job. And it was still obviously in the height of kind of the pandemic. And, and we still had a lot of restrictions. And I think it was kind of in our second kind of lockdown phase that we were in. And I was like, I'm really enjoying playing video games, but I kind of want more of a of a people connection because I was living alone at the time as well so I was like mm, I'm gonna start streaming my gaming with with my friends just so then it's kind of like recorded and it, and it's out there and I thought my friends that I was playing with was really funny so I thought why not why not give it a go it's something that I'd always loved I've watched Twitch for as long as I can remember so decided to obviously just kind of upgrade my my setup and, and get a proper PC and just started doing it genuinely for fun and I still obviously do it for fun it's just progressed a lot since then so um yeah just really for fun to be honest and I think that's probably the best way to start out so what were those initial games you were playing oh gosh um I mean I've done almost everything I feel like Rocket League <laughs> Valorant uh I even did I think like a couple of World of Warcraft streams because I used to be obsessed with that um Phasmophobia which is like a scary game Pretty uh, pretty much everything that you can think of, I've I've streamed, and it's kind of weird because that was I was definitely a, a variety streamer then, but now I'm pretty much exclusive to obviously just Football Manager. So it's kind of weird how that transitions happen so naturally. Well, let's talk about that transition. How did it happen? How did you enter the Football Manager content creation world? Very accidentally, I was asked by Ian McIntosh at the Athletic to play football manager for the first time ever so I could write a piece on it it was a game that I'd always avoided because I was I just have never really clicked with FIFA for, for quite a while I just find it too stressful and I thought football manager would be the same and with working in football in journalism anyway I then didn't want football to clash in my love for video games as well but I reluctantly said yes to to play football manager and then write a piece about it for the athletic and then I thought that'd be it done but I actually really enjoyed it and really fell in love with the game. So I started looking at other people who were already obviously streaming Football Manager and was like, these look like really fun streams. I might give it a go myself. And just started from there. Just thought I'd do a stream or two. I didn't even actually process the thought that there was no female streaming when I every time I went on to the Football Manager section of Twitch. So I was like, why not, you know, give it a go, see kind of what the the reception is and the reception has been unbelievably positive and I am always blown away by how nice and generous and just kind the football manager community is so I, I've had no reason to look back once I started streaming football manager. That's amazing to hear you mentioned about being a female streamer and you didn't notice that there weren't many or any streaming at the time you were looking is that something that bothered you 
is that something that you were concerned about obviously entering another world that you weren't familiar with to see what the reception would be yeah definitely but I I like to say that I'm one of those people that likes to push boundaries and challenge things and I thought well why not challenge this if it doesn't work fine okay great um you know move on to the next thing but again the, this community has has blown my mind in in how kind and welcoming everyone is and you know no one judges anyone we all just acknowledge that we all have a love of football manager and football and, and video games and and that's what brings all those people together so you know there's, I've, I've never really experienced any negative um kind of feedback or anything like that to, to from anyone in the community i mean i do still get the odd oh you're a female that plays but like kind of in a positive way if that makes sense that they're yeah positively surprised to see a female play the game and like the video games and I just I feel like now the transition needs to be we shouldn't be surprised that you can see females playing video games and playing games like Football Manager because I can guarantee there are a lot more who do that just not through streaming and and don't publicize it on on social media they just play the game you know behind closed doors because they enjoy it so I think that's kind of where we need to transition the the normality to now of just oh okay, great, that's a female playing rather than being so surprised by it. No, I fully agree with you and I'm fully with you. And I think since you've started streaming, other female streamers have entered the space. And I think that's pretty inspirational from your point. They might have been starting around the same time as you, but obviously you have helped bring to light with all of your success as well. And talking about your success, you started streaming Football Manager late December 2021. Or, or sorry, around December 2021, November, yeah. December 2021. And you end up becoming a Twitch partner in February 2022. <laughs> yeah. Like, how was that? How did that make you feel? I mean, I was I was baffled. I When I started streaming, I always like to set little goals for everything I do in life because, you know, you want to kind of keep yourself motivated, even if it's, you know, just like a casual hobby. You want to still make sure you're still trying to perform well in that hobby and so like I think I set a goal to reach 500 followers after a year of streaming and I did that and then just after that I started streaming football manager and I made a bit of a joking bet with with Jack saying and he was like if you hit a thousand followers before the end of the year um will you like make merch blah blah blah. and I was like yeah sure there's no way we do that and we and we hit a thousand followers in in two and a half weeks and then obviously like you said partnered two months later which is is mind blowing to me because I have never really thought I'm that entertaining or that you know likable. I guess I think a lot of people probably think negative negatively of themselves and you know to get to get the partner, which is something that a lot of people aim for, was was a real kind of heartwarming moment because it kind of felt like all this hard work towards this hobby had paid off and it definitely has. And it's I'm mean, even now it's still continuing to exceed expectations like I set a goal I think of like I was like oh I'll hit 2,000 followers then by the end of 2022 and that I mean there's just no point in setting these goals anymore because anytime I do they're, they're a completely obliterated way before the kind of time scale so yeah I, again I just feel very lucky to be in such a welcoming community that loves and supports each other. You mentioned Jack there you mentioned Ben obviously they've been really big supporters of yourselves I know a lot of the streamer showdown that like, we're talking about you in December 2021 as being somebody who is going to be in a future showdown. Obviously, at the end of a night, I mean, you know yourself now, we always try and give names as to who to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. You were obviously there pretty early on. So talking about your relationship with them, how has that helped you embed yourself in the community? I think it just helped me feel comfortable straight away and like not nervous or worried about trying to get into this group of people that have kind of known each other for you know three four plus years um you know Ben and Jack were kind of the main people that started um at the first people I got to know and and literally just welcomed me with open arms and you know the three of us are all really good friends I I talk to them every day on, on discord or over messenger and you know, I'm always lurking in both of their streams. I'm, I'm, even though I'm a partner, I, I, sh- I lurk a lot still on Twitch. I don't really speak much when I'm in other people's streams, but, um, yeah, the support we have for each other is is so sweet. And when I kind of made the transition to full time content as well, like I went straight to those two for advice because their opinion really means a lot to me, and I wanted to make sure I, I kind of had the best in the business helping guide me a little bit. And I feel very lucky to have them there to do that. So. Um, you know, I don't think I'd have, I definitely wouldn't still 
be this successful or kind of still in the football manager scene. I don't think if I hadn't become friends with them and, um, you know, they'd put up with me for this long because, they, like I said, they've just made me feel so welcome and, and want to continue to strive in this community. I'm going to make a joke now. You said that they've put up with you. You've had to put up with them. <laughs> I mean, uh, Jack, yeah. Jack and Ben. Oh, my God. That, that... <laughs> Fair play to you. You are a saint, Holly. You are a saint for putting up with them. But you mentioned going into full-time content creation, and we will talk about that in a minute. But you were working with The Athletic, weren't you, as a as a junior writer? Yeah. So, so tell me about that and then the process of writing stories. Yeah, so I moved back from New Zealand in June 2020 to um, take up the job at The Athletic. They were uh, extending the, the company into news, um, which they hadn't done before on the UK side of the company or the US. And... Um, kind of joined a small team of, of, of news editors to to run news and it was a real mixture of of we help write the content ourselves but also if our writers for the, like the club writers for example were, were sourcing information they'd kind of come to us with written copy or like half written copy and then we'd help kind of fill in the blanks a little bit so um it was honestly one of the most thrilling jobs I, I, it is the most thrilling job I've ever had because you know, news can happen at any time, breaking news, big news can happen at any time. So you have to be really quick and you have to be efficient. And it, it was always a challenging job, but in like the most positive way. And I'm forever grateful for having that job at The Athletic because I learned so much about the industry, about myself, about, you know, what companies will expect from you in that kind of job. And, you know, it's that job showed me why I studied journalism and fell in love with journalism because it's just such a rewarding job to to get the the correct news out there and the correct information out to 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 football fans so yeah I mean I I loved every moment of that job and it's something you've worked towards and strived towards since you were young isn't it because you your degree was in football journalism yeah so obviously it's quite a specific degree and and I know that people are probably like well that's very narrow and, and very niche surely that's not good for you but obviously in the UK football is you know the be all and end all for a lot of people and, and there's always millions of people wanting information so the football journalism industry you know I don't think it'll ever really die as long as the sport is is thriving so yeah I, I freelanced throughout the entire time of my university degree I even did like an exchange semester over in America um, worked two three international tournaments um, you know just kept myself super busy um, during that time and like I said they went to New Zealand and then come back so you know, it's definitely an industry that you have to, to work hard over and, and work a lot of hours for. But when you do, like I said, it, it pays off when you get a job such as working for The Athletic because, you know, they companies like that only want the best people. I'm not saying that that necessarily means me, but, you know, they want the hardest working people. And, and that's really important to show that you are one of those people by putting in those hours and being slightly unsociable because ultimately, like I said, journalism is like an, an around the clock thing. It, it never stops. So, you just have to really put the hours in. You've mentioned New Zealand a few times. <laughs> Describe it for me. It's because I love it. Everyone's like, oh, you've lived in New Zealand? You should have mentioned that. And it's like, I was oh. the same. I was the same when I was researching you and I saw New Zealand. I was like, right, that's it. We're going to spend at least an hour talking <laughs> about New Zealand. Buckle in. <laughs> oh, honestly, it was, it was one of the most um, thrilling experiences. I, I it also happened at a really important time in my life, if I'm honest. Obviously, for those, uh, some people will know that obviously I lost my dad and I went to, to New Zealand a year after that. And it, it kind of really helped me find myself again, um, not to get too philosophical, but it just came at the right moment for me in my life. And, you know, literally moving to the other side of the, of the world by yourself is quite a daunting thing. And it really forces you to, to become an adult and learn about yourself. And I definitely did that, you know, I I think I lived in four different houses in the year that I was there, you know, even lived, um, looked after my boss's house for a period of time and, and, you know, helped look after his kids and and the chickens that they had. Um, But the job itself was so, so exciting. You know, I mean, I was probably working 11 hour days sometimes when it was match days for the men's team or the women's team building scaffolding towers and just stuff that I never imagined doing in that kind of job. But you know, I feel like I left having made a positive impact on teaching people how to be more savvy on social media and on the website and, and things like that. And 
I mean, if I, I'm, I'm hoping to go back next year to visit friends over there for the for the Women's World Cup. But again, like part of me always really wants to go back to do that kind of job again because working in a club it is so much fun and you make so many amazing friends. And obviously, the country itself is amazing with all the scenery. And and I think my favorite place in the world is now a place called Tekapo, and you should definitely look it up with the big glacier lake. It's just amazing and I, I would go back in a heartbeat to visit if it wasn't so far and so expensive so um yeah get me back no, that's amazing to hear to be fair and I, I feel like those life experiences obviously like you say they they help you going forward yeah so you come back you work with the athletic and recently you've taken the step to become a full-time content creator can you tell me why was now the right time for you to do that um again I think I was kind of hitting a point in life where I was like a change feels like the right time I obviously also loved being on the news team at the athletic like I said I I think it's such an amazing company to work for and I, I made so many amazing friends there um but it kind of felt like now was the right time to cycle into something different and you know twitch seemed and feels like the right thing to do obviously you know I am still looking at a couple of potential options at the moment um, so things might change, but at the moment, you know, the main aim is, is content creation full time. The channel, my Twitch channel has grown exponentially, like exceeded all expectations with that. And, you know, I'm, I lean more towards, I think, the broadcast audio side of journalism naturally anyway. That's always kind of come more naturally to me. And, you know, Twitch ticks both of those boxes, really, doesn't it? So I just felt like it was the right time to just take the leap uh, while I kind of had the confidence in myself, while I felt like my channel was still growing at a good rate. And yeah, it definitely feels like the right thing having, you know, streamed full time for I think two weeks now or, or three weeks now. And yeah, it just felt like the right right time, right thing for me mentally, physically and like the right thing I want to do with my career moving forward. Um, I always think it's quite a good thing a positive thing to you know not stay tied down to the same company or the same role for too long because you're you're kind of limiting how much you then learn so I'm just one of those people that loves to learn and, and travel and explore and, and get to know new people and new companies and and like I said Twitch felt like the right next next best thing you know I'm getting a lot from you during this interview is you're not scared of change no, definitely not. I think having lived in, in two other countries apart from England, I think that's definitely, you're definitely correct in saying that. Um, I just always find it really exciting. I find it thrilling. I find it um, a real important way to learn more about yourself and about others and about different cultures and, and things like that. So um, I think change is a really positive thing and I can understand why people are often scared of it. Um, but I think it's something that you never really regret once you once you take the plunge. So it's definitely one of my biggest pieces of advice for people when they're kind of in a bit of like a sticky situation of not sure what to do next. Just look for change and look for something that's going to be positive for you. Is this something that's always been a part of your character, that the seeking change? I think so. I mean, like I said, I did an exchange semester in America. It was just kind of mentioned to us as students and I was like, sure, why not? Let's go for that. And then... New Zealand was also mentioned in a very passing comment as a bit of a joke by my lecturer. He was like, oh, you've lived in America. We could go live in New Zealand now. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, <laughs> I'll just take the plunge. I don't I don't mind. Um, I think it's obviously, you know, family ties you down. And obviously I missed my family while I was away massively. But I think if you're able to, while you're, you're young and you're able, go in and get that life experience. Because I always, always hear older people say, oh, I regret not going to here. I regret not going to there. Even if it was just like a two-week holiday where you got to explore, I don't know, like the pyramids or something. Like you always learn something when you're traveling or meeting new people. And people are always regretting that they didn't do that. So for me, while I'm while I'm young and while I'm able, I, I, uh, I just think it's really important to go out and, and meet as many people and learn from as many people as possible. And it's just very much like an ethos I live by. I love to hear that. I really, really do. And I think it's great advice for anybody who's listening. Do not fear change. Going forward, you mentioned about content creating full time. Now, something I haven't mentioned, which I think needs to be done, is you have done something that's very difficult to do in the football manager community. You have grown and become a Twitch partner without having a platform elsewhere. So you don't have a massive YouTube presence, for instance, which is often the way people become a Twitch partner by having viewers transfer over, etc. 
Is that something we can expect more from you going forward, uh, a, a presence on different platforms? Hello all, if you are enjoying this episode with Holly Plays, please can I ask that you like this video and subscribe to the channel. Also, if you're listening on Spotify, give it that five-star review. Obviously, all of this helps me push out more content. Let's get back to the interview. It's definitely uh, something I'm thinking about. I think the the first steps for me is making sure I really put the time into Twitch and making sure my streams are uh, kind of the best they can be. So it's been a bit of a steady process and I don't want to rush it and kind of overwhelm myself, but... I uh, I have thought about that. Like I said, I've spoken to Ben and Jack, and and for now, my focus will be on Twitch, streaming four or five days a week. Um, that's where most of my content will be. Uh, I am going to look to start TikTok because everyone's on TikTok and everyone loves TikTok and is obsessed with it. So, you know, putting some of my content, little clips on there, for example, makes a lot of sense to me. Um, in terms of like you said, trying to grow my brand more now that I'm relying on content creation full time. But YouTube is something that I'm. I'm not taking the plunge on just yet. Like you said, most people also do YouTube content or started on YouTube content and then moved to Twitch. It's not something that I'm looking to break into yet until I feel like I have my feet firmly planted on the ground with full-time Twitch content. Um, I also, like you said, it's it's a hard group to break into. There's already so many amazing people doing amazing content. Um, so I want to make sure if I move to YouTube content as well... I have ideas that I like and I think will bring something new to the community. So, uh, again, it's not a decision that I'm I'm going to rush. I know quite a few people have asked for, you know, full VODs of Twitch streams onto YouTube. They've asked for YouTube content specifically. So, um, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm also not the most tech savvy. Like, mm. I, I was saying on my stream recently how I built... Someone was like, what, what, what PC do you have? I was like, oh, I built it myself. But, you know, I had a friend recommend everything to buy a friend taught me through it and I, it was a really good learning experience but you know I'd have to really brush up my editing skills that I used through university and and kind of get caught up on all the tech stuff so it's a it's a long way to go before I get there see I love that about the um the pc and building it or you know what I generally tend to do just what's the most expensive thing <laughs> and then it ends up being like ten thousand pound or something like that and then the, and then misses these like no you're not buying that I'm like okay fine <laughs> Uh, we, we repeat that process every six months or so. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. The most expensive tends to be the best, annoyingly, when it comes to PCs. So, yeah, I know. So I know it's, the struggle. <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, your streamer showdown performance. Now, obviously, you were talked about since last year. You had a bit of a secret, didn't you, with Ben uh, <laughs> to, to kind of like fool Jack. Tell me about that. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, it genuinely wasn't because I thought I was some big name coming into the game. It was it was because we just wanted to trick Jack. That was genuinely the sole purpose. Um, Jack had, you know, like the good friend he is, had been kind of singing my praises to Ben and to the rest of the people involved in the showdown about getting me involved. And, and Ben was like, mm, I think it's just a bit too soon. She's just still a little too new to the community. And, and that's completely fair enough for, for Ben to think that, you know, the showdown is his baby and he wants to make sure people are bought in at the right time. And then he messaged me and he was like, I, th- I actually think you're ready now. And I thought that was like such a huge honour to begin with anyway. And then I was like, wait, let's let's not tell Jack. Let's keep it a secret from Jack. And, and having known then Ben at the time for a little bit, I knew he would have absolutely loved that idea. So... We basically just played it off. I was like, you know, I, I, other people from work have already booked that weekend off on holiday. So I'm working that entire weekend. I, I, you know, I really can't get out of it. Um, but we kind of, you know, went with the, the ruse that, but I'll 100% be in the next showdown. So he, Jack thought he knew when I was going to be in it. And he obviously, you know, didn't question it at all. And we did really well. I think Ben had only told like two or three people involved in the, in the behind the scenes stuff with the showdown as well. Um, so there was no way it was going to get leaked to jack through you know word of mouth and that's also part of the reason why i wanted to stream when the when the lineup was announced on that sunday prior because i knew kind of jack might be in my stream and if he's not he'll definitely then come into the stream so we can get his reaction and he was in the stream and i was like oh let's just watch the the lineup i was like i'm not in it but i you know and i also don't know who's in it so let's see who's in it and then i think i came out like six or seven so towards the end and um it was just great because 
Jack was just like all caps. What? Like swearing? <laughs> I can't believe you lied. I then called him on Discord, and he was he was so sweet. He was just like, "Oh, I'm super happy for you," and um, oh, I can't wait to beat you. And he was straight away. He was like, "Can I send something to you?" And um, yeah, it was just great because, like I said, they're, they're two of my closest friends in this community, and just kind of share that experience with with Ben in terms of hiding it from Jack and then you know Jack finding out it was yeah it was a really sweet moment and I it was definitely one of the highlights of that kind of entire showdown week for me um obviously I didn't anticipate to then go on and win it which kind of then made it even sweeter that we hid it from Jack to be honest so yeah it was just a great first experience to be a part of it and like I wish everyone could have that because it's just done so well by Ben and everyone behind the scenes and it's just so much fun. I mean, it's stressful, but it's so much fun. What on earth is this? <laughs> ah! What is this? What is this? <laughs> what is this? Oh my God. Wait, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. This is about to be brilliant. Hang on. See, I actually remember at the end of season two, us talking about RDF, us talking about yourself. And I remember Ben saying, Holly is a consideration. It's just about work. Yeah. So Ben was committed to the cause. <laughs> he was so committed. A hundred percent. Because I remember little bits and bobs of conversation, especially when we talk about people. And I remember him saying that. So yeah, he was committed to the cause. Yeah. And like you say, that showdown was amazing. You do end up winning it. But you also had a lot of fun with it, didn't you? You bought the It's a Party Atmosphere t-shirt against Ben. Yeah. You obviously had the things with Jack going on. Tell me about your experience in that showdown. Yeah, I just thought as the first female competing, you know, I mean, I was worried that I was going to like absolutely flop. And I was like, yeah. then you'll get all the people being like, see, this is why females don't play football manager, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So my aim was to, to genuinely just not get knocked out first. Anything after that was a bonus and I I would have enjoyed it. And then as it got a little bit closer to the time and I knew Jack was sending something, I was like, hmm, what can I do to, to kind of counteract what he's doing? So I let my housemate Dana do it for me because she knew what Jack was sending and obviously the shirt that, that we sent him with the Halujo merged picture on the on the front that said up the broom and then on the back it said something like I played Holly Plays and all I got was this t-shirt. Um, I'm holding it. Yeah, up. we're on a, site, a little bit of a delay. Put it on. I don't know if it will fit me. Is that on the front? Oh, up the broom, the it says up the broom. It does say up the broom. <laughs> Do you want to open your thing now? Oh, show the back again real quick. Just so everyone's got the full the full thing. Uh, that is Dana. Uh, Dana's outdone herself. You've done, you've She's outdone well herself. Oh, it's brilliant. Had, I hate it. This Dana, is like can Christmas, I have scissors, isn't it? please? I think it was definitely better than the cake he sent, even though it was it was quite a tasty cake actually. Um, I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I thought, how do I how do I get under Ben's skin? Because I know he'll already be really angry if I beat him. If I then wear a shirt or something afterwards, it'll just top it off. And I just thought. Hmm, his it's a party, party atmosphere kind of slogan sounds great if I've won because I will be having a party because I, I kind of already knew in my head I was going to get the confetti as well so that obviously just like really tops it off Ben's reaction was was amazing because you, you could see how much he was seething and how much he was frustrated because <laughs> it's because what is it lads <laughs> he's gonna hate me forever it's a party atmosphere it's a party atmosphere oh, Wait, oh you man. bought my t-shirt oh it's an absolute party atmosphere. Um, the only regret I have is is how much confetti I used. Honestly, <laughs> it's still kind of stuck in my chair a bit as well. So every now and then a, a rogue piece will fall on the floor and I have to get the, the vacuum out again. And it's just, it's so annoying. And it took like a good week to clean up. I had to buy a new Hoover specifically for it. So, um, but it, yeah, it was it was worth every moment. And I think people enjoyed it as well, you know, so... That's kind of the, the real main aim and the real bonus. So uh, it was, yeah, definitely a week to remember. And then you win it against Zealand, the defending champion. Yeah. That must have been a heck of a moment. Yeah, I mean, oh, Zealand is, is one of the best, isn't he? Um, yeah. He knows his stuff. And I was there with like five months of the game under my belt and knows absolutely nothing. So I was like, hmm. I really hope people aren't expecting some form of tactical battle here because that, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be involved in that. It's going to be all Zealand. Um, 
and I'll agree with you know with with some of the people who weren't necessarily happy that I weren't a hundred percent. There was an element of luck. It, the whole game is is based has an element of luck to it. Um, and I just got lucky. I think someone's got to look into. I'd be really interested to know what the stats are for people who win the showdown, who all kind of had the most home legs as the second leg. Um, I don't know. It just feels like to me as someone who's new to the game that that's quite an important thing. And so I think I got very lucky in that run to the final with Zealand. All of my home legs were the second legs. So I was able to kind of turn things around if it, if I wasn't, you know, already ahead after the first game. So it definitely worked out in my favour. And I didn't expect, obviously, that late goal in the first leg. It kind of started making me believe. I hadn't believed about winning up until that point, but I started to believe. And then when we went 1-0 up on the home leg, I thought, oh, I think I might have just won the streamer showdown and beat, like, Zealand, who is one of the best, if not the best, when it comes to the game. So... Yeah, I don't think I sat down then for the rest of the game. I was too busy pacing and, and like on my knees and uh, yeah, it was mental. It was it was a really important moment for me because it kind of made me feel like maybe I do know some stuff about Football Manager and um, it kind of felt like a bit of an initiation into the community as well. So yeah, it will always hold a place in my a special place in my heart because it was again one of my favorite. If no, in fact, that was the favorite thing I've ever ha- done on on stream ever so again i mean a huge thank you to ben and everyone who helps with the showdown for for letting me be involved in it you talked earlier on about being a female and uh, the first female to compete in the showdown was that something that was on your mind as well in that final where after you won it the fact that you'd represented so well yeah Definitely, and I'm sure, kind of, you, you know, you had the same feeling when when you found out that you were some somehow in in the showdown that you just feel that kind of extra sense of pride of, of kind of representing a minority, and 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 then I think it adds on a bit more pressure because then you don't want to let that minority down, and you want to kind of prove those people those doubters wrong. But um, like I said, once I wasn't the first one knocked out, everything from that was a bonus, and you know that just kept piling on and piling on, and then to you know like you said win it first time around as the first female like I don't know part of me was like I've been in this community for five months it shouldn't be me that's the first one to win it as a female but at the same time I was massively massively you know honored to to be that person and and like you said I I feel like it's kind of paved the way more you know there are more females now streaming the game and they're like you said kind of signed at the same time as me or, or or just after or just before and um you know, I'm hoping that means more women are, are going to play in the showdown or, or other draft tournaments. You know, FM Girl and Abby are, are both becoming increasingly active in all the drafts across the community. And, and that's just great to see because, you know, there's there's no reason anyone should be excluded from those competitions just because of of who they are, whether that's, you know, gender or, or race. And again, just a huge sense of pride to, to be part of of that growing movement because that movement is kind of obviously happening across all gaming communities. So to be part of it on the football manager side, it's, it's again, I feel honored to be part of it. Well, you're an example of what can happen if you're good enough, if you stream well enough, if you're consistent enough, you're an example for, for future, like it says, anyone of a minority backgrounds or, or any of depending on gender or, or agenda, you're a, example of what it can lead to and I'm pretty sure many people seek inspiration from that that's very sweet of you yeah I mean it feels weird to I've never I've never will probably never see myself as as any form of role model but if I'm helping you know other people become more confident in themselves to to game or stream or just be active in any form of way then you know I again that's a privilege to me to to be able to do that and I hope that more people feel comfortable because I definitely have been in those shoes of you don't feel confident, you don't feel like you're worried you're not going to be accepted. I mean, I still receive abuse on on games when I play off stream just for being a girl. Um, but it's just people being idiots, people being insensitive, people not knowing how to ask the right questions or say the right things. And I, it's, that's mostly just down to education and and not who we are as people. So you kind of just have to annoyingly be the bigger person and rise above it and become the educator and teach people. And I think that's still a real privilege to kind of have that role as well. So for those who are, who see females getting involved in football manager, you know, I think the reaction shouldn't be, Oh, you're a female. 
Um, it should just be, oh, welcome. Mm. You don't even need to acknowledge that, that they're female or or what race they are or, or, what, or how old they are. It just needs to be a, oh, hello, welcome, this is great. You don't need to say anything else. That's what makes people feel normal. And I think that's probably the thing that's often forgotten or, or overlooked. Um, it's just, you know, being treated normally. So, and like I said, this community is great at doing that. So, you know, I really don't have any worries to about other people looking to get involved in the community as well. See, you mentioned about not being the first one knocked out. People don't understand. So I was the first South Asian to represent in the streamer showdown. Mm-hmm. Something that I'm incredibly proud of, but I haven't really spoken much about it. But you know, like how you talk about not wanting to be the first one eliminated. Yeah. That's why seventh was so important to me. Yeah. Because not being that first one eliminated, getting through to the quarterfinal, losing to you, which I was more than happy to do. Like, it, like you say, it just kind of feels like you're vindicated. I, mm-hmm. I feel like when you're from a, I think if you're, if you're not a white male and you're entering this world, I think at times you can end up feeling a little bit out of place. Yeah. And I feel like you don't want to put anything that kind of adds to you feeling out of place. And it might just be finishing eighth, finishing ninth, getting knocked out first. But I feel like the microscope is on you a little bit more. Yes, definitely. I agree with you. Um, And you just kind of don't want to add fuel to a potential fire, don't you? So you want to just kind of avoid that. And just even if that means you are you are middle ground, as long as Mm. it's kind of it's that it's that cliche thought of as long as I'm not the worst, then it means I haven't represented poorly. And I mean, that shouldn't be the mindset. And I think, again, that's because education hasn't been great in in helping people welcome minorities. And I again, I definitely feel like that's changing. Definitely the football manager community mm. is great for acceptance. So I think we're both very fortunate that, that we're in such a positive community. But for other communities, it's still definitely a bit of a struggle. And that's why a lot of females struggle with abuse on Twitch or on social media, because you can't even post like a selfie without people trying to to, to be rude to you and vindicate you mm. and be like, well, you know, you only get your views for your looks or, or because you're a female or any or like that, you know. Um, people stream because they enjoy it. People do content creation because they enjoy it. Um, and they're, they're taking the risk of putting themselves in front of a camera or in front of a microphone. And you should respect that regardless of who they are and give them the respect that, that any normal human being deserves. And ultimately I think if if people aren't doing that then I think they just have a bit of an issue with themselves so you know that's something that's taken me a lot to learn a long time to learn and understand so now I just kind of try to give people the benefit of the doubt and try and educate them um and then if they don't take that chance then you show them the door in my mind so (laughs) you just have to be slightly brutal with it when it comes to people being continuous idiots no I fully agree with that you mentioned some of these comments that you get how do you deal with them like I said, I try to be, I am quite a positive person. So I try to be understanding or try to think why they've said such things. Um, if they're outright ridiculously rude, not something that I could say on this, but, um, you know, then they're instantly banned or blocked or whatever. Um, but most of the time I'm like, I just kind of respond with, you know, I'm just here to play for manager. I'm just here to, to, to do the thing that I love, which is, which is, stream and and play video games that's it um you know it's it's quite weird because you kind of you want your content to be approved and kind of have that positive reinforcement from people who are watching or listening but you you're not looking really for the positive reinforcement of yourself yes um so that's that's where i try to get people to then you know provide feedback positive or negative of the content rather than who i am Obviously, if you don't enjoy who I am as a person, you telling me isn't going to help. What's going to help is you just turning off the content. Um, I'm not going to change who I am. You're not going to change who you are so that someone wants to watch you more. Because ultimately, there are already people watching you. That one person isn't going to make you change who you are or how you do things. Um, But if they're giving that feedback specific to the content, then you might should consider that because there might be other people thinking that. So I just try to steer people to provide criticism or, you know, positive or negative in the right way rather than aim specifically at people. Um, If they don't want to do that, then like I said, I just, I don't reply. I don't give them the time of day because they're clearly looking for some form of reaction or, you know, are obviously going through a tough time themselves or something. So instead of then lowering myself to them, I just ignore it. 
you've mentioned it a few times to be fair and I feel like it's right I think diversity we've completed it when minority streamers can enter the stream and being a minority is not even an issue yeah like I, I still get it now of people coming into my stream and being like oh I followed you because you're a girl no i'd prefer if you followed me because you like my stream in terms of the content that that's that's taking place on my stream um not because i'm a female again like that's when the real changes happen when people coming come across your content are like i just like this content i think it's great content um you know you don't have people going to ben oh i followed you because you have a beard do you know what i mean like mm. you just want people like you said you want to people to be accepted and that's kind of the last final thing I think for the football manager community unfortunately other communities have a longer way to go with that um, but I think still the progress that's been made even since I've joined not saying me specifically but kind of you know the the progression that that minorities have made in the football manager community is, is huge and that's where I think the streamer showdown takes the lead as well because I know that Ben and Nerd have got a lot of stick initially beforehand mm-hmm. when there was me basically represent but then we had fng and people as well popping um, or, or coming in they weren't regular on the streamer shoulder but that's because they have other commitments but we always knew there was a plan i always knew there was a plan me and ben had spoken there was a plan and ultimately i think that's where when you got thousands of eyes on the product and you see aaron and you see yourself and you see me on camera i, I feel like that then you know makes people it's okay <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's okay to have you know minorities involved. Yeah, I no, I definitely agree with you. I, I again, I just don't think there should be a oh they're involved and they're the first person to do this or you know yeah. it's because you know that that standard quote of oh they're ticking a box. No, people are involved mm. because, like Ben said from the start, because they're good at streaming and they're good at uh you know making other people feel welcome and 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 good at creating a fun environment. That's what Ben's basing it off. That's what other people who are, you know, running drafts or any form of competitions are thinking about. Not not ticking boxes or, or anything like that or because they get good numbers. It's it's because who they are as, the, as a person and, and that goes beyond gender and race and age and, and everything like that. So, again, I think, I think you're exactly right. Things like the showdown and other draft competitions have really helped pave the way of that because it's bringing the community close together because everyone's getting to meet each other and play against each other. And, you know, I mean, we, we, we all can't see each other anyway when we play. So you don't, you know, you're not thinking about what that person looks like or who they are. You're just, you know, you're playing another passionate football manager player and, and, and that's all it should boil down to. So again, it's, I I haven't really felt like there's anything majorly wrong with the community in terms of accepting minorities at all. Um, I think there's just small areas of improvement, which is normal for kind of any area of of any community across the gaming platforms. So, um, yeah, I think we're very lucky for the community that we have. Yeah, that society, right, that there will always be idiots. That's how how I always refer it to. So, And the bigger a community gets unfortunately the more idiots that come in but also the more amazing people that come in and that should be the focus yeah 100% I I couldn't agree with you more you mentioned other tournaments could we see you in other tournaments going forward the FM playoffs wasted possession super league for instance yeah I'm, I'm definitely interested um I mean I have a lot more time on my hands with content creation so I definitely have more availability for those I'm not sure off the top of my head when the the next set of kind of ones are. Um, you know, this month is a very busy month for me, so hopefully I can squeeze one in. Um, obviously, I'm just, you know, going on holiday at the end of the month and then things like that. So I want to definitely try and squeeze one in and become more involved in those because I've unfortunately had to turn them down a few times just because, again, with a full-time job at, at the time, it's it's difficult to plan that into my schedule. So... Yeah, I mean, I need more draft experience. I need to push myself out the boat, out kind of past the boundaries of of what I've been confined to with my whole save. And I think a draft is the great way to learn more. Um, you know, I've kind of won one in my mind. You know, it doesn't matter which one I win. I've won one, so I definitely don't have as much pressure now, and I just want to enjoy them. So I don't have like high expectations. I want to use them more as a way to learn because I'm loving Football Manager and loving learning the games. So. Who knows, maybe maybe in the not-too-distant future. I love that because I won the Super League. 
So now I never have to win another tournament again. Yeah. I just go in Ease and have off. as much fun as possible. Mm-hmm. It, the pressure is on for me to prove myself. I won one. It could have been a fluke. We don't know that. I won it. <laughs> I won it. Yeah. You take those wins. Exactly, exactly. Um, so let's talk about your content then again. Let's, let's go all the way back to it. And what is the best thing for you about being a content creator? Uh, oh, good question. Um, probably just, be, you know, creating a community. Obviously, you know, Football Manager has a community, but then, you know, each streamer has their own mini community as well. And uh, I love my little group of, of nerds. <laughs> um, <laughs> everyone is so nice and welcoming to, to anyone who's new. And it really warms my heart when people who have been there for a while or are brand new are like, really like the kind of chill vibes of your stream and like that's that's all I want I want a chilled safe environment for people to watch and listen and chat or just lurk or whatever because I completely get the time of like you live by yourself or you're going through a bit of a rough time and just kind of having a stream on is weirdly relaxing and weirdly kind of reassuring and so that's all I want to provide to someone um I mean I definitely don't feel like people are necessarily coming to my streams for football manager tips and tricks because I need those tips and tricks but um yeah it's just a really you know safe fun community and I'm always asking for help so I always have a lot of helping hands which is really appreciative um maybe not necessarily when there's endless um name suggestions being thrown out when the transfer window isn't even open that kind of annoys (laughs) me a little bit but um other than that everyone's great we love a good dad joke we love you know, a few puns. Um, yeah, just my chat always makes every stream so much fun. I love that. I love that. And then, I mean, I probably should have asked this beforehand, but what's the worst thing about being a content creator? Um, I think people, I think people sometimes don't realise how draining a stream can be sometimes. Mm. Um, you know, you want to be high energy and kind of, and you know, that kind of element of how entertaining can you be and you know that can be quite tiring and so people are quick to forget that which there's nothing wrong with that necessarily but um you know luckily I've kind of already pushed I've already pushed past that mental struggle of thinking oh I can't cancel a stream today if I don't feel well because I don't want to let these people down there's an expectation but um, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I cancelled my stream on, on Monday, for example, because I like almost couldn't see because of a migraine. And mm. you just kind of know that, you know, in the front of your mind that not streaming is the right thing to do because you can look after yourself. You don't want to put out bad content and, and things like that. But in the back of your mind, you have that little voice going, but there's people expecting you to be there. And then you get a little bit worried. So I think it's just getting over that expectation of of you should be there but it's okay to not be there um so that's something that i i feel like i'm finally kind of coming to terms with and then would is there anything different you do in relation to your content um that's a really good question uh for those who haven't watched my streams i'm on the first save i've ever done still i haven't changed saves i haven't you know explored out of one because when I was streaming, when I was working full time, you know, the streams would only be an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. So you wouldn't get very far into the save. We're only into 2025 and we've been playing this save since December. Um, so, you know, I think maybe do a different save or a new save alongside the current one would be something that I wish I'd done differently. But at this point, we're also committed to Hull and seeing Hull succeed that, you know, I'm fortunate that everyone wants to see how this kind of narrative ends. Um but other than that, I wouldn't really say there's anything major I would change at the moment. I need to mention something. So Hull, when I first started streaming in 2020, I was Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Just started streaming, got a few people in, and then Hull knocked me out of the FA Cup and Hull became a bit of a meme mm-hmm. because I then developed a Hull face, which is my shocked face when I get knocked out by Hull. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so um, I don't know why. I just wanted to mention that to you. Good luck to Hull. I hope they do really well. But please do not knock out any team that Diz has managed. That would be great. <laughs> and I just referred to myself in third person, so very cringe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it's weird how much you beget, you kind of gain an affinity for, for the club you're managing. Um, I, I love Hull now. Um, <laughs> so, do you know what? I'm glad they knocked you out because <laughs> I, I love them too much now. I love them way too much. 
ouch, that hurt, that hurt. <laughs> but no, I agree with you. It's amazing the way the game makes you see different football clubs. Yeah. So like, I love 1860 Munich now because last year in Football Manager 21, they were my last save. I did them for 11 years and we won the league and we won the Champions League. So for me, that was a, a heck of an achievement. I've got a big fan of Nock Breda now who I'm currently managing. It's amazing how the game, especially I think when you're streaming it, Mm-hmm. that extra level of, of love you get for, because it becomes a, a like you say a community team so to speak yeah yeah definitely you know people are constantly saying you will in chat and everyone <laughs> just wants to see us, see us succeed um, you know and that's what's really sweet that we've all kind of grown a, a weird love for Hull City which is definitely not the team that I expected because obviously the save started as Aston Villa before they showed me the door <laughs> so um, yeah it's it's really sweet and it's really nice so I will be sad when we kind of, I don't know, lay that save to rest because I've I've grown so close to that save. It's weird. It sounds weird. Um, but yeah, it's been an enjoyable save to learn for a manager on, that's for sure. And then my final question to you, Holly. If you could give any advice to any future content creators, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Um jump jump in head first just go for it don't think about outside opinions just trust who you are as a person and that will be enough to kind of help you push through the dark days when i know when i've lost confidence in myself i've then struggled to stream and and kind of interact with people but if you have confidence in yourself then you have the ability to to do anything um, I kind of apply that to, to everything in life, but um, when it comes to content creation, I think if you have confidence in yourself, people will realise that and see that and will want to know why and therefore watch your content and chat to you more and, and that kind of stuff. So just believe in yourself and give it time as well because, I mean, like I said, I streamed for a year before things kind of began to click into place. So so it, it's not something that can be rushed and it's worth putting the time and effort in because you get a real sense of kind of achievement and accomplishment when when things go right i love that thank you so much for coming on the scouting center you're somebody who i've waited on for six months and i'm so happy we've finally been able to make this happen thank you for having me on i had a ton of fun it's always good when brooms catch up isn't it you know well this is the thing right we get this bad reputation i was watching i was watching a quiz show the other day and they said the worst accent in the world is brummy yep uh, to be honest, I don't disagree. We are. I've started to try and change we, that. We I've started to try and change people. that now. <laughs> I'm glad that my my accents kind of died out quite a lot because I think my, the rest of my family is still very very brummy. Um, so I'm glad that mine's kind of toned down quite nicely. You should see my um, YouTube search history: how to get rid of an accent, <laughs> <laughs> how to speak posh, how to speak posh. Yeah, exactly. Which wouldn't fit the branding, right? No, that's very true. <laughs> But no, thank you so much. Holly, where can we find you on socials? Socials, uh, Twitter, Holly underscore Percival. Twitch, Holly Plays with lots of whys. Um, <laughs> Instagram, uh, Holly Percival as well, or Holly Marie. Uh, you'll find me. I'm public. It'll be somewhere. It's all on my Twitch page as well if you need it. So uh, that's pretty much it, really. And the links will be in the description. Make sure you check Holly out. That's it, viewers. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you've enjoyed this episode with Holly. I hope you've enjoyed yourselves and I'll see you on the next one. Take care. Bye-bye.